0: Okay, okay. you tap the button, you know what you're listening to. It's Fat Mascara, a beauty podcast. I'm Jen. Jess is not here. If you were listening on Tuesday, I let you know we were taking a quick summer break. So we're doing some replay interviews. And actually, as I'm recording this intro without her, it is the eve. The reason one of the reasons we're taking time off is it's the eve of um, Jess is getting some sinus surgery, actually. And now that I'm saying that out loud, I'm like, is everyone to think that's a euphemism for plastic surgery? It is not. It's not like the deviated septum nose job business. Um, she's been getting sick a lot and they finally figured out what was going on as a problem with her sinuses. I'm sure she'll tell you about it when she's back in the studio or the virtual studio next week. So that's why you're getting a replay episode here. Um, also, I wanted to do a little administrative work with you all. Uh, two things I wanted to let you know about. When we are back to our regularly scheduled programming It will be slightly... Different. We are going to be dropping our deep dive interview episodes on Fridays instead of Thursdays. So you're still going to get two episodes every week. Tuesday would be Jess and I chatting about the beauty news, sharing our favorite products, discussing beauty trends, etc. And then now on Fridays, we'll be giving you an interview with a beauty expert, celebrity, a hairstylist, a perfumer, somebody who we think is fascinating in the beauty business. So we're doing that kind of the, the main reason I wanted to do it is because every time the Tuesday episode would come out, I'd start interacting with all of you on the Facebook group and on DMs. And we'd be talking about things that came up in the show. And I wanted to keep doing that on social media. And then all of a sudden, like a day later, it'd be time to do the interview and we were moving on so quickly. So we wanted to put a little bit of space between the two episodes. And also it gives you the longer interview episode right before the weekend. So if you'd like to listen on the weekend and have a little extra time, we thought that might make sense. But DM me at, uh, Jen, J-E-N-N underscore edit. If you have feedback on that, don't like it, do like it. There you go. Um, Another thing I want to remind everybody of, if you're a U.S. listener, you know that this podcast is sponsored by ads. Uh, So if you would prefer to listen to the podcast without ads, I have news for you. You can do that by becoming a Fat Mascara Plus member. Just go to fatmascara.com slash member to sign up. It's only $3 a month. And then we give you a link to the listening feed that has no ads, no sponsorships, just Jen and Jess all the time. Um, And you can do that whenever you want. It'll last all year, $3 a month. Again, it's fatmascara.com slash member. I believe there's also a link in our listening notes for you. Okay, on to the interview. Oh, I'm so excited to be playing this for you. Uh, It's Renee Rouleau, the esthetician. We originally spoke in October of 2019. And can I say, I know Jessica and I have come up with the idea of rat mascara, which is gonna be like our tell-all podcast someday. Renee Rouleau will definitely not be on Rat Mascara. She is one of our favorite guests of all time. She's so knowledgeable about skincare. She also just has this really calming energy. So the interview is great. Listening back, I actually remembered that we used to do the Fat Mascara 5 in the beginning of the interview. So that's interesting. We also had different questions. And then the interview itself was originally billed as Ask a Facialist, because we had listeners ask Renee questions. But we talk about so many things that are still, like, I still get questions from you guys about this. We talk about how to decide if cosmetic procedures like injectables are right for you, which at-home skin devices are actually worth the money, who actually benefits from going to a facialist. Do you need to get facials? will tell you. And trigger warning, there's actually a lot of discussion of skin picking and extractions. Um, so if you're not into that, excuse me, you can clearly tell when you listen that I'm very into it. But we also talk about the psychological repercussions of skin picking and how to know if your concerns or your focus on your skin is becoming a bit dysmorphic or moving into unhealthy territory. So uh, I learned a lot from Renee. I still learn a lot from Renee. She's one of our favorite resources here at Fat Mascara. So we hope you enjoy the chat. And then stay tuned after we talk to Renee. We do a raise a wand. Um, Jess and I actually both had gentle exfoliators to share with you. So if you're in the market for an exfoliator, you'll definitely want to listen to that. And here's the interview. We're here with Renee Rouleau, an esthetician and skincare expert and writer. I love your blog. It's amazing. She's the founder of Renee Rouleau Skincare and more than a few celebrities like um, Demi Lovato, Lily Reinhardt. What's the other one? Lisa Rinna. Yes. Mm. Trust their faces to her. Welcome to Fat Mascara. So excited to be here. I know. We're so excited to have you in from well, Texas. Um,
1: loyal
2: listener.
0: Oh, ah. I love it. That's great. Thanks. Um, n- we'll see you after this. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. Um, so we want to get to know you first. Uh, but since we know how much you love to educate your clients, we also have some questions from our listeners and followers for you. So are you ready for this? Yes. All right. Let's do
1: it. But before. Uh oh, what? We, Go for okay. it. Wait, yeah. Lightning round. Okay. Okay. Yeah. I was like, wait a second. I'm like, we're jumping into the question no, because to I want to know who you are. You know, I've known of you for since I started. I never got to meet you. Love your hair, by the way. Thanks. Kind of like pinky rose gold. Yes. Little My Little Pony vibe. Yeah. But I want <laughs> to know work. some stuff that I feel like is going to reveal who you really are. Perfect. What's your favorite ice cream flavor? uh mint chocolate chip Me too Oh, oh my god yum. and I'm um, Sarah from Olive and June too Yeah You're a good company Does it matter to you if it's white or mint green It has to be mint green Thank you Bing yes. bing, bing bing You guys bing. are to <laughs> <it. laughs> She can stay <laughs> <She can laughs> Okay It's your favorite brand and then I'll move on <laughs> I'm like, this is, well, like, very important, I live right? in
2: Austin and Bluebell ice cream is kind of like our ice cream. Yeah, we so. don't get that so much up up yeah, here. so support the Texas ice up cream. Up north.
1: Okay. Cats or dogs? I don't like this question, you Jen. You put it on there, I thought. No, I think you okay, put it there. So I believe good. that you can be both. I don't right. like this this bi like polarizing binary Dog. thing. Dogs for sure. Oh, Jesus Christ. <laughs> <they> okay. Does. <laughs> but like all animals. Um most embarrassing song on your playlist.
2: Um, most embarrassing song. It's probably something old. Um, well, there's like a hall note song, uh, Every Time You Go. Away. Oh, yeah, yeah. I think maybe that I got one. You. Okay, it's like an older goodie. Yeah, yeah very okay. 80s. Favorite nail polish color? Um, I don't know if I know the names of the color, but I only use the Sally Hansen. Professional, like salon professional, because okay. it has the most amazing brush ever. Oh, like the salon the oh, yes. manicure. Yes. Yes. yes, it's kind of rounded. Yes. Oh yes. my gosh, a game changer! I can't use any other polish. It's the best. And this is going to be handy for people. What's the best place to eat in Austin, Texas? Well, it's the place that I eat almost every day. It's called El Chilito. So if you ever come to visit me, you're going to take I'm going to take you there. But it's a great taco stand and I'm addicted. And then they all know my name. And then once in a while when um, in Austin there's a company called Favor, that's like Postmates Food, food Delivery. So they'll I'll favor it. And the people who work there will put a note on it and be like, hi, Renee. Oh, that's
0: oh. funny. That's cute. You're that's regular. Really so, but your skincare spa is actually in Plano, Texas, right? Correct. Um, so tell us how you opened that and really how you became an
2: esthetician to begin with. Yeah, so um, I've been an esti- esthetician for 30 years and my grandmother was a hairstylist. She um, she used to um, own the Powder Puff Beauty Shop oh, and so I know so knew, cute. I love so the cute. name. And so I grew up in the beauty environment with her and I knew I didn't want to go to college and my mom knew that I was always a beauty junkie so right out of high school I rolled right into beauty school and that was 30 years ago so it's all I've ever done that's all I know. and um, um, But yeah, so I started, I used to live in Boston. I went to high school there and um, I worked at a salon for two years and then my coworker and I, she was my mentor. Um, we opened um, a skincare salon together. So I was 21 when I opened that. She was um, I think like 13 years older than me um, and we had a great partnership, had that for five years and then I just wanted to get out of the East Coast. I, um, just, I always
0: thought you were Texan.
2: Yeah, no. Oh. I, and I also grew up in Minnesota and Wisconsin, as well as Boston. We moved a lot growing up. But um, but yeah, I just wanted to change a pace. And so I moved to Dallas all by myself. So I sold my half of the business. And her and I are still super, super close. But I started Renee Rouleau in Dallas. And that was 23 years ago. And then started as a skincare spa, so offering services. And then a couple years later, started my skincare line. And then started e-commerce in 1999. My brother is a web developer and built me a shop online store in 99. So I've been doing that for work yes and then uh, and then four and a half years ago um, I was reading um, an article from elite daily called why you need to move five times in your life uh, st- it's called staying a settling why you need to move five times in your life and I read it and and even though I've moved a lot but the article was basically about how life is about change and you know opening your eyes to new you know horizons and adventures and me and my husband were reading this and he said let's move we're not making any new memories in Dallas and six months later, we totally relocated our corporate office and warehouse distribution uh, to Austin just because oh we read this article and just decided we wanted to change. What
1: magazine was this?
2: Um, it was EliteDaily.com.
1: Okay. I, I didn't know if it was like Mary Claire. <laughs> no. I, I'm not following <laughs> <general> that advice. <laughs> I've been in New York 20 years. Yeah. What am I yeah. Doing? that's I That's... that's that's definitely yeah, a bold move. It was very bold. So it's but interesting you were on the same page. I feel like that's something that one person's into and the other no, person's No, we not. were both on the same
2: page. Um, so yeah, so I lived in Austin four and a half years ago. Sadly, my husband passed away 11 months ago, so um, a new life has started for me, but it's... Uh, Are you going to stay gonna... in Austin now? Yeah, for sure. I and love it there. And I'm sorry that, by yeah. the way. I, I knew you. about that, but... Um, Thank you. But uh, uh, no, is... I, is... I love Austin. I live downtown. I mean, I'm walking distance to South by Southwest, so if you guys... Would I feel, feel like you fit in there. It's so fun and it's just such a healthy city
1: there's like hiking and biking and there's a lake and it's just fun and yeah I love it so you're you know you've definitely been thriving since you moved to Austin like your brand has blown up mm-hmm. I mean we I've known about you for a long time but certainly like you're someone whose popularity I feel like has from my perspective increased increased, sure. increase is kind of like on a steady thing yeah thank you you know I'm seeing this with a lot of facialist brands, though. It used to be the Derm brands, Mm -hmm. the Dr. Brands, Dr. Gross. Not that these are not great brands that still exist. But the facialist brands are really having a moment. For sure. Why do you think that is?
2: Um, I think, I think people really appreciate, and I don't know why it's necessary, estheticians, but I think people really appreciate authority. Mm-hmm. You know, there's a lot to be said for when somebody creates a line that's really been working hands on with skin. And I think, you know, I have great relationships with dermatologists, but I think estheticians have a certain advantage because, Dermatologists, you know, some have their skincare lines, of course, but they can kind of fix things with prescription medications all the time. And as estheticians, we're kind of skin detectives. I mean, Mm -hmm. when you're with a client for an hour, you're asking a million questions, you're getting into their lifestyle. And I think, you know, we kind of see the bigger picture and we can't just hand them a prescription and say, okay, go on your merry way after a five minute consultation. Mm -hmm. So I just think the, the level of expertise and the perspective that estheticians bring is really unique. And see, that's interesting that
0: you just described what's going on in a treatment, and I've had facials where that definitely didn't happen. (laughs) So I want to get in some of the questions that we got from our listeners. And the first up is, like, how do you find a good facialist? What are the hallmarks? Because... Sometimes I feel like I've been to a spa and I'm literally just like taking a nap while someone rubs cream on my face. <laughs> right. I mean, or it, you could just tell from their fingers they have like not done this that many times. Oh, that
1: reticent touch. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, like, Get in there. Like, know, know my face. Right. I know. Oh, yeah, my God. confident. How, how do you find a
2: you if you don't live in Plano or Austin, Texas? I mean, I, I think with any profession, it's always a little bit of a hit or miss. You know, I mean, I, I like I mean, my blog is designed to educate people. And I think estheticians just really need to be educated and pass that information on to their clients. I think, I think. You know that the my biggest pet peeve with a facial is when people just kind of go through the motions. You know, it's like they're reading a manual and they're okay, cleanse the skin, do this and do this, but there's no like um, consult, good consultation. Like mm-hmm. at the end of the day, if you have a good facial, you want to walk away with a game plan. You want to have learned something you didn't know about your skin, and you want to have a plan for how to care, you know, care for your skin once you're not having a facial. And I feel like a lot of times people just focus on doing the facial, and but like then they kind of leave you hanging. And um, so yeah, you. You just have to feel like, you know, find somebody that you connect with that you feel like really listens to you. An esthetician is like a skincare coach and they really should be engaged in in your lifestyle. What do you do? Do you, oh, you travel a lot? How often are you breaking out? Like, and just, I don't know. But so you just have to keep trying of, until yeah. you have that experience where you connect. Yeah. Where you feel like somebody really cares.
1: Yeah. So you're saying that, you know, a facial, a good facial, the harm of it of, excuse me. The hallmarks of a good facial are a great consultation, you know, giving you some advice. What are some other things that are you feel like are, you know, signs of a good facialist? Yeah. Um.
2: I think they really need to be in tune with what your concerns are. Um, So, you know, I always ask my clients, "What are your top three skin concerns in order of priority?" Mm. And it's like you need to know that. And because sometimes I might look at some someone's skin and something that I think we need to correct and focus on, they don't even notice that. Mm. And so, like it's to me, it's just all about you know a personalized experience. That's interesting. Um, and, and then even like extractions for example like you know she's psychic I told you that was our next question go on <laughs> and that question came from the best
0: user handle ever sib vicious sib vicious sibww vicious
2: yeah are extractions good necessary evil what's the deal why is this such a divisive topic yeah so it's um people have had good and bad experiences with extractions right and um i think I think they're appropriate if somebody has a lot of clogged bumps, because the reality is if people have closed comedones and whiteheads, skincare products aren't going to remove those. They're just not. Mm -hmm. And so you have to go to somebody that... Like if you have bumps, they have to be released, and you have to have a good esthetician that knows how to soften the skin, and so that you're not left all red and that sort of thing. Um, I think you know having employed a million estheticians through um, all my years of owning a skincare company, but um, some estheticians are not confident with extractions. Some people don't like to hurt people, right? They're like, "Oh my gosh, I'm so sorry." So, whenever I tell people if they really need extractions, what you want to do is you want to call the front desk and you say. Hey, I really need extractions. Who's the best person you have? And if mm. they go, "Oh no, no, all of our estheticians are good." And you're like, "No, no, no. Like mm-hmm. I want to know like who's the like good Mary's good at." Yes. Like chin everybody bumps. if you work there, you know who's like the one to go to. And that's but who you... is it at your spa? Um. Who's good? (laughs) Shelby's great.
1: Grania's excellent. Shelby knows how to squeeze. With with, how did you how did you know they're great? Do you hear like screaming from like a a room, or is it like they need to call someone in here? Like we we can't get this one. Can you have a go at it? Like. No, it's more like,
2: um, you know, I mean, when I'm interviewing them and hiring them, like, you know, I get a facial and how do you like extractions? And I mean, they'll tell you, you know, they, they're like, Oh my God, I love extractions. Mm, like, right. like, for me. When I found out at like 18 that there was a profession where people <laughs> would pay me to pick at their skin, I was like, are you kidding me? I could actually get paid for picking and yes. like, sign me up. <laughs> oh my god,
0: that's so funny. I, I, before we get to the next question, I do like this about you, that you acknowledge that people will touch their skin. Like, oh, is, is there a right way to do an extraction, just before we get to the next question? Like, So
2: I have a blog post called How to uh, Manually Extract or Deep Clean Your Pores, or whatever it's called. But I so I talk step by step. It, it, it includes pl- uh, cellophane, like plastic wrap, warm towels. Oh There's God. like a whole thing to okay. it because the whole thing is you want to, you really need to soften the skin. You don't want to just go at it. So you have to like prep the skin. So there is a safe way to do it. Um, but um, sorry, what was the question? Like, how do you do it well? But softening the skin with like warmth is probably, yeah.
0: You like just, I just yeah. You need to prep the skin oh, and when you get that little squeezy thing and it comes out all pretty in a nice little tube. Yeah. As well, and then <laughs> it's so satisfying.
2: <laughs> and then ideally, oh, pretty. you know, there's
0: like a little. <laughs> I know, I know exactly. Like what what's skin. on the inside of the Bioré strip, that kind of thing, but coming out of your chin. I,
1: have,
2: I oh my god, I have clients. What that are those things will... called, by
1: the way? Those little.
2: Well, it's probably like a. Um, I always get it in here. It's like a it's like me a too. whitehead. I mean, yeah. It's like a whitehead it around the chin. I have some clients that will pull out a mirror and watch me do extractions because they're like, I want to see what comes oh, out.
1: Oh my god, I used to like make my brother when we were kids, like the <laughs> teenagers. I used to. Um, like get like something out of my face and I'd be like come here yeah. and, he would, <laughs> and he would indulge Great me I'd be like sick yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. No, it's, a uni- it's, it's a universal thing yeah it was thing. like just understood like that he would come and like <laughs> take a peek because I was so excited yeah no it's like such it's <laughs> so
0: gratifying it is I re- and I talked to an expert recently who said there's like a biological basis for this like if you picture <laughs> monkeys and how they preen and groom themselves and they're looking for skin tags or things like that like it's in our nature to want to like clean and care for yeah. like wow. skin. I was like, oh, that actually makes sense if you watch the monkeys at the zoo. <laughs> like, <laughs> okay, it's fine. It's fine. Um, okay, we have a... You, you mentioned, like, they're a skincare coach, so the next time, if you don't come back, you know what to do. And one of our listeners, Stefania... Chicoto, Chicoto. There we go. So, she wants to know how much a good facial should cost, which I know is a difficult to answer. But then also, how often should you go? Are you getting anything if you just go once
2: because I happen to be in Texas or whatever? Mm. It's a great question. So, I mean, costs will vary, obviously. But, you know, on average, I'd say a facial is like 150 or something like that. Um, there are definitely... The people who really need them, you know, versus like a luxury, are people that have a lot of clogged pores, a lot of acne, and post-breakout marks. So those are the mm. people that you know, like you'll see them like every two weeks because you need to get on top of those clogged pores. Um, because th- you know, the long, I mean, if the pores are congested, that's just like a breeding ground for bacteria. And so, but you can't always get them all out at the same time. And you also have to be prepping their skin with things at home that make extractions easier for the next visit. Mm-hmm. So, so if people have a lot of Acne, you know, every two weeks, and then, um, and then once you start getting things under control, then you can kind of go more into maintenance. I'd say at the very least, um, people should have a facial like four times a year. And a big part of that is yes, to get the facial, but a big part of that is change of season and checking in and saying, hey, you know, your esthetician should say, okay, now the weather's changing. What's your skin been doing? So to me, it's like. You know, I, I love a good facial and, and the results are a are, are good boost to your home mm-hmm. care products. But at the end of the day, it's what you do at home, right? right? And so because you only get a facial for an hour, but the habits that you're doing day in and day out is where you really want to have perfection. And so a good esthetician should always be working with you to customize your routine, making sure you get what your skin needs. And if all of a sudden your skin, you know, goes south for some reason, they need to be able to guide you with the right plan. So really it's about,
1: you know, what you're doing at home every day. So you get the facial, Mm -hmm. okay? I heard, well, actually, this uh, wonderful listener, M. Ka-wadi, that's her, that's his or her Instagram I, yeah, I said, this is our wonderful listener said is purging after a facial normal I I hear that all the time
0: what is purging I had no idea like, what they were talking I about. I went to
1: a facialist once just really uh, she shower name nameless remain nameless but I left and I had like welts on my face and I I I'd knock on wood I'm not I don't break out that much I broke out oh okay so what happened Renee's nodding <laughs> yeah. yeah so
2: um what happens I generally say that if somebody gets breakouts after a facial, most of the time it's because the person doing it wasn't a good extractor. Mm. And and what that basically means is when there's something blocked in the pore, if they're trying to squeeze and get it out, if they're not softening and prepping the skin enough, and they're trying to get it out and they can't get something out, because Ooh. a lot of times you can't if you don't kind of really know what you're doing, then you've kind of inflamed it and you've kind of aggravated it and then it kind of like creates like a monster. So the key to extractions, and I realize it's not legal in every state, but is to use a lancet mm-hmm. and you pierce the skin. So you have to know when to use it. You don't want to just be poking holes all over the place, but if you pierce okay. the skin and create an opening, then everything pops out really easily. The problem is is especially if you're, you know, using drying products, acne products. If you have layers of dead cells over there and then you're trying to like squeeze and you're not creating an opening, it's hard, it's impossible for it to come out mm-hmm. because it's stuck under all this dry skin. So the key is a lancet to try to create a little opening for the skin and then things should just pop out really easily. And
0: just to clarify, haha, ha, no pun intended, um, <laughs> but the stuff that we keep talking about, like, is that uh, dried up sebum, dead skin cells? What is that in these, like, clogged yes. up pores? Old, that's a great
1: question. What is that yeah, stuff? Yeah, it's,
2: it's um, hardened oil. It's your own natural sebum that's hardened. Okay. Um, It might be excessive. It might be some, like, infection that didn't come out and then just kind of dried up. And so it's like white blood cells and um, just a mixed fun cocktail oil. of of yeah. skin goodness. You know in where there. I
1: get like a blackhead or a clogged pores. They don't have like a blackhead, but around my mouth because I wear a lot of lipstick. Okay. on the lip line. So it's just is that just old lipstick? Well, you probably
2: just for whatever reason have an enlarged pore there, Lovely. and then it just gets collected. in I there. have
0: one pore where it always gets the same yeah. pore seems to fill up. What's yeah. up with that? Yeah, yeah what is, is that, that normal?
2: About? It's just uh, it's. Am I normal for She looks like kind of like exaggerated right now. <laughs> yeah, I did Tell just I did, I did just fly in a few hours ago from Austin, but um, I mean, um, pore formation is um, is determined during your teenage years. So, like, basically, how much oil genetically you produce. Yeah. So, when you are producing oil, the the pores stretch out, and yeah. for whatever reason, you know, or you know, you might just have a large pore because, or, or oh, maybe you had a blemish sick. that kind of stretched out the pore. or I had something.
0: An X once. And on his back, it was <gasps> always in the same spot. It was always productive. Like I could always go back <laughs> there for a good so... squeeze. But it was always the same port. You must know. Did what I'm you enjoy squeezing that Jen? Yes, I did. Did he? Him. Was he like down with it? The stream of clogged sebum that would come out of it, it was the always like a good like half inch of like a plugged no. pore. Like if I did it once a week, there'd always be the same pore Would have a nice, and I would.
1: I, uh, did sorry, he feel I would milk lighter? It, and
0: it would
2: be <laughs> great. Milk
1: it. This is oh so, God. this is like Dr. Pimple Popper, was, like part two. This is so gross. Jen needs to have her was, own show. Yeah. I'm talking to the right person. I know.
0: Okay, <laughs> moving on. Monique. Monique wants to know, what? Oh, I love oh. this
1: question. I love this question because yes. I'm so tired of getting this DM and not really knowing exactly what to say. Yes. That's why okay. we have the expert. Oh, all God. Right. Okay. What at-home devices are worth it? You yes. You have tons of
0: devices in your studio, Tons of devices. sure. So
2: how I look at devices, first of all, is all about... Effort and energy, right? Because it's like, you know, they take time. And so you want to kind of get the biggest bang for your buck. I would say probably my least favorite home device is an LED light. And the reason why I say that is because the time and energy, the five minutes, the 10 minutes you use it, Yes, there's studies that show that it's helpful in a lot of ways, but unfortunately, you're never going to see anything, right? So it's kind of like eating carrots. It's like you eat carrots and broccoli because you know it's good for you, but it's not like you're going to see anything. Where's you the do bang it. for the buck? Yeah. So like, I'm just like... So if you want to take that time and do it, but just know that it's not like you're going to use it and also be like ta-da, you know. Whereas I like something more like a like a new face or something like microcurrent because that's like doing sit-ups for your face, and I feel like the time and energy and that investment is. You can really get good results. You
1: have to use the new face device quite a bit, though. You you sure. Compliance is a big part of it, sure, right? Sure. Absolutely. So, what is it's Something like tw- 10, 20 minutes a day, or something? Or if uh,
2: you know, a I, I, have I'm not that compliant in using mine, so I don't remember. But, uh, yeah. but yeah, I mean, no, I think it's like five minutes a day, or something like. that. Okay. It. Yeah, it's like sit ups. If and you don't,
1: you know, what does that mean? Like it trains your face. Like how do you? How does it work? So mainly, what it
2: does is it stimulates the muscle fibers. Okay. So it basically helps to create. Tone to the face. So, like many years ago, it was a different type of technology, but it was called electrical muscle stimulation. Um, I used to do that on clients, but one of the, um, but where I kind of became a little bit of an expert when I lived in Boston was uh, for people who had uh, Bell's palsy. Mm-hmm. So they would lose, you know, atrophy yeah. and muscle loss. And so I would do the electrical muscle stimulation on that side and bring that back. And this doctor found out that I was doing it. And so he was sending me all of his patients because, you know, sometimes people don't come back from that for six months, nine months. And people were it was like cutting the time in half.
1: Wow. Yeah. yeah. My
0: dad had a, an episode of that. And like your f- after his face was like unfrozen, it uh-huh. was just kind of different looking on that yeah. side, like a little saggy. Yeah. I don't yeah. know how else to explain it. Yeah. So you're like. Stimulating the muscles—that's cool. So, radio frequency is just a updated, less stimulating
1: version
2: of that, in a way. I—I don't personally have a radio. I mean, radio frequency machine. Oh, so, so I'm two. not. Okay. that's not totally my area of expertise. Because currently, right now, I only take clients out of a hotel room in LA. So, I have a handful of celebrities that I see once a month. So, I'm only a hands-on esthetician about once a month, mm-hmm. and I take like ten clients, mm-hmm. and then I come to New York once in a while. But, um, so I don't like. I don't work out of my Dallas location anymore. And so I don't, I'm not, I'm more like a traveling esthetician. And do you
0: know what machine, like the machines that you have in your Dallas location, you are, you make sure to try all of them to be like, we're buying this one. We're not buying this one. Yeah, but we
2: don't have a radio radio frequency, frequency, but I I think um, Joanna Vargas here in New York, she has Mm -hmm. it and she's a good friend of mine. Oh. So,
0: Oh, the facialists sh- are friends. That makes me oh, happy. Oh,
2: yeah, no, super good friends. There's yeah. no
0: competition. No. no.
2: Nice. There's, I mean, that's the thing about being in the skincare industry. Everybody has a face. Like, you know, we're not sending. It's not like a niche market with where we're, you know, like <laughs> plenty of faces in the
1: market on faces.
0: <laughs> Summer is fast approaching, which means it's shapewear season.
1: I have to ask you, I know you don't do this because, you know, that's not your your beat. But what do you think about Botox and filler? You're looking at a lot of faces. You must see some...
2: Yeah. Some flubs. I
1: have lots
2: of, uh, yeah, I have lots of yeah, I have lots of opinions about it. I think the biggest mistake, like a lot of my clients out in LA, I do a lot of young Hollywood, and so you see all these twenty somethings that are now participating in those things. And so my biggest suggestion or you know conversation I have with my clients is, why are you doing it? What problem are you trying to solve? And if they can't answer what problem they're trying to solve, like, (laughs) why are you doing it? Right. Do they say,
1: like, I just don't want to get old? Yeah. Well, they'll say, my
2: friend did it. My friend does it and she looks really good. Or, you know, yeah, kind of for prevention or something like, you know, for for preventative aging. But it's like, there's so many, to me, um, I don't worry so much about the absence of lines and wrinkles on a face. I'm all about skin texture. Mm. small pores, having like a smooth texture. Like to me, that's, you know, there's plenty of people that have leathery skin and are frozen with Botox, but their skin's texture doesn't look good. So I'm much more about like retinol and peels and really trying to get more
1: of a texture than, as opposed to erasing every line and wrinkle. I forgot which dermatologist told me this. So I'm sorry if you're listening, but they gave me this great analogy. They were like, you know, it's like a couch cushion or couch cover you know, you could pull the couch cover. You could snip at everything, but if it's all like stained and nasty oh, right. and the texture, like yeah. you still got the same couch cover, and it was such a clear visual. Right, me. I love that. Yeah. Um, also, that question was from Alexandra Victoria. Thank you, Alexandra Victoria. Yeah.
0: Um, I, what I keep hearing you say is like, and I love this, is that if you look at your own face and you don't see problems, like what are you, why would you try right, and why, fix them? Yeah. What are you what And do you even th- asking the client? Like, what do you think the concerns are? Yeah. because like, I'm, I, like, like I I've
2: had people like, you know, clients that are like, oh, I, I want to get like a little bit of filler in my lips or something. And I was like, oh, when you look in the mirror, do your lips bother you? And they're like, well, no. Yeah, and it's, it's like, like they think
1: it could look better. Is I, well, that it? I, I'm
2: sure. But it's just like, but I just really always
1: challenge my clients to just really think about it before they do it. Where does the real trouble start? Because like, when you said the lip thing, like I, you know, I, I can relate to that. It's like. Maybe I should do something with this. But I don't look in the mirror and say, like, you're so ugly with your thin, (laughs) gross. So I I feel like I did. And I'll talk about this at another time. I got myself into a little bit of a pickle because I was just like, try it. You know what I mean? Like, where do you see things going wrong for people? When uh, they say, "Yeah, I'll try," it. Yeah. Or, we're, or, we're like, trying it. Or like, <laughs> I guess, or like, when does it go away? You know, like, yeah, <laughs> yeah. I well, I mean, I what think, are those signs that we should like? Well, stop I think,
2: I mean, I think the challenge is is that most people don't realize what they look like. You know what I mean? Like, you look at someone and you go, "Oh, not you." You went and did that, and like, you know, succumb to like, mm-hmm. you know, thinking they should do that, but they. I don't think. People realize how much it changed their appearance, yeah. and but then you look at them and went, "Oh, look at all that work she had done." And so, Ooh, Jen and I said that about someone the other day. Mm-hmm. And it's like, <laughs> and, and, and I feel like, and I feel like a lot of like, if you're like, I noticed this once, like I was watching Kim Kardashian on Ellen, and and I don't know why she was doing this, but every time she laughed, she would cover her mouth, and so I think. You know, Kim, you know, she. It, it looks really good when she's just not smiling and doing like the typical kind of Kim face. Mm-hmm. But if once you start talking and laughing and actually having movement, I think that's when it can look you a lot. think odd. she knew that she may have looked not weird when she That's what I'm wondering, because she was laughing and she kept putting her hand over her face. So, yeah. I mean, maybe there's a reason why she does that. Maybe but, she's like, just being cute. <laughs> maybe. But it, 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 <laughs> when I watched it, it felt like she was really covering. Yeah, but, but, but I yeah. also do know that... A lot of people, yeah, it's good if you're not smiling, but the minute you start talking and moving your face, that's when it starts to look unnatural. Totally. Yeah. So like, you know, it's good for like a selfie, but actually wearing it in real life, it doesn't necessarily like Focus wear up. well, mm-hmm. you know? I think you're touching on my last question is about this, the psychology of it, because I feel
0: like you're half psychologist, half. Oh, thank you. Yes, I am 100 percent. Yes. Um, so just to circle back to the picking thing. um, And just in general, when how do you know when a skincare habit has crossed over into being not pathological, I'm not sure what the right word is, but where it's problematic versus what's a healthy way of either like looking at yourself and feeling confident or feeling like I look uh, ugly or picking in a way that's like, oh, we all do that versus picking in a way that Mm -hmm. you took it too far. Mm -hmm. Like we all have faces and we get in that, we look in the mirror and I could go down a like a dark hole of just staring at like a weird thing on my face
2: for 10 minutes. Sure. What's the line between healthy and not healthy with self-care? I think, well, I'll use me as an example. So I, as I said, you know, I mean, I'm a skin picker. When I found out I could have a profession, I was like, sign me up. And I loved picking up my skin. Like anyone who has my brother, I was always on his back when he had a blemish, whatever. And... (laughs) I remember, so my acne days were cystic acne and cystic mm. acne. There's hard sore knots that don't come out, right? But I would try to pick at them because Oof. you feel something. Yeah. It's like yeah. it's sore. There's something in there. There's a bump and I want to get it. And I remember I'd be in the mirror, you know, poking needles in my face, like squeezing and my husband would be like, and I'd, you know, I'd have like blood dripping <sighs> down my face and he'd be like, what are you doing? And I'd go, honey, my hands are licensed. I'm a professional. I know what I'm doing <laughs> as I'd like, scabbed over or whatever. So I actually had to give it up as a New Year's resolution once when I was like 26. I was like, enough is enough. I'm totally scarring my skin. Like, I got to stop this. And so I have lots of blog posts about how to stop picking. I have a no picking skin contract that people can print up as a PDF and sign. And we have this no picking twisty toy. This twisty toy she sells. Do you know about this? No. What is this? So, kind it's of like open like it up and play jewelry. with it. So, uh, we sell these. Um, and oh. ba- basically, it's just to keep your hands busy and off your face. So, if you're driving, because a lot of times people don't even realize they're touching and picking at their face. But if they have a free hand and they're just thinking and whatever, they're in the meeting and then they're scratching their face, they uh-huh. feel something raised and they're kind of going at it. It's and very so, like
1: MoMA store. It's amazing. Yeah, we sell, is like, t- it's we like sell a tons chic of these. Fidget yeah, this yeah. Is, yeah, this is awesome. Yeah.
2: And so, so, I think, you know, so I think. Picking is when you're doing more damage than good, you know. I mean, mm. when you have scabs um, and you're just kind of making it worse. So it's, even if you don't
0: have like a dysmorphia about it, but that if you your skin looks worse, not better after you go I at mean, it. M-
2: most people know that they make it worse. Like yeah. they went to town on it, and you know. So I think, you know, and it, I mean, I, I get it. I, I definitely get it. But I think. Um, but then there's extreme cases and you know where people just literally like I I have a friend <laughs> she um she was a chronic picker um all growing up and um her name is Whitney, and we call her Wit for short, but my nickname for her was Wit Pick Zit, because she oh used to God always pick at her skin. Whit. And so when she got married, so she was a chronic picker all these years, and when she got married, um, she was like, okay, Renee, I, I want to have my skin good for the wedding. And I just flat out said to her, I said... If we can't get the picking under control, like, I, what can I do? Right. And I said, I will be your coach. Text me. Like, I'll hold you accountable. Those moments of weakness you have, like, call me. Like, I'm on speed dial. I'm your hotline. Mm-hmm. Like, I'll walk you through it. And, and, and I did that for a while, but unfortunately, she kind of just succumb to it or whatever. And so on her wedding day, she had to, you know, wear a lot of heavy makeup. And Poor so thing. in in, that, in those kind of instances, like, you know, there is medication, you can go see a doctor and, you know, cause it's a little bit of an OCD situation. Mm-hmm. And, you know, the struggle is real. The struggle is real. And I have clients that I can, you know, the minute they walk in the door, I can see from a mile away who they are. And I actually have an interesting blog post about a woman, um, who, so at the time she came to me, she was like 45, but all the damage from her, so what happens is all those years of her skin picking, um, when you get older, pigment cells rise to the surface. And she had all the scarring that came out kind I, of with perimenopause from oh, all her years like of Every of, old of, picking yes, you could like see. Yes. Like it basically came back to bite her. And Stop yeah. now, everybody, yeah. if you're a picker. Yeah, but I have tons little, of blog posts t- about this it. What's called?
1: It's a twisty no toy. No picking twisty toy. No picking. It's actually, it's really cool. It's a nice little desk accessory, yeah. too. It looks nice. Okay, so your skin. Gorgeous, gorgeous, gorgeous! Oh my God, thank you. I can like see my reflection, not in a shiny, oily way, <laughs> just because it's so lum- It's so clear oh, and lo- it's like glass. It's skin. a nice sofa. Yeah. <laughs> and I just got off it's a plane, a so I'm, I'm you look not like this off it, a plane. But... That's that's insane. <laughs> what kind of products do you love? What what's in your daily routine? So um so my skincare line is based
2: on nine skin types. So um I'm a skin type six. So that's my skin type. People can take the skin type quiz and figure out their skin type. By the way,
0: we'll link type. to all the blog posts you
2: yeah. mentioned and that quiz as well. You don't have to do anything but make it easy. Perfect. Or you can go to Um, ReneeRuleau.com. Thank you. Uh, But yeah, so I use that collection for Skin Type 6 and... so I use all my own stuff, but I do have some other favorites from some other lines. So, is, What are your stuff that... that you
0: use from your line, just to name a couple um, products? Yeah,
2: so probably I travel almost every week. And so my go-to is like my Triple Berry Smoothing Peel, oh, which yes. is... You brought me that last time yes. I saw you. It's <laughs> lovely. So good. And um, it has five acids in it, and it's a skin peel. And I use it post-flight um, just to kind of reset my skin, because that's an in- interesting thing as well. Like, it's so popular to do like airplane travel, right? Like, everyone's like, sheet metal ask on a plane. But what what's important to understand is that dehydration from an airplane is a temporary condition, right? And so, like, people are doing all these things on a plane to try to, like, Kind of compensate for it. But basically, when you get off the flight as, as soon as you can or whatever, or that night or something, reset the skin. So I do the peel and then we have our rapid response detox mask, which is kind of our hydrating acne mask. Um, cause you know, when you travel, your skin gets disrupted and people break out. Mm-hmm. And so I do that as a two step and it just completely resets the, you know, the skin. So I don't have to mess around on an airplane and do all this stuff because it's kind of a losing battle anyway because oh, through, through osmosis, you're dehydrating and, you know, it's just so that way I don't have to hassle. So it's really more about post flight, just kind of you know resetting. So those two products I use all the time. I, once in a while, I'll still get cystic breakouts, and our number one bestseller is called Anti Bump Solution. Um, it's been the number one bestseller in my line for my entire all my twenty three years of my company, and then my first skincare salon. I had that as well, and it's um, it's a people have sworn that it... i don't that's have quite get,
0: a cult favorite yeah, of they yours. Yeah,
2: people who used to get cortisone injections for cystic acne don't have to get it anymore. And uh, it's pretty amazing.
1: And what about from other lines? So
2: uh, for skincare or beauty in general?
1: Eh, whatever. Whatever. <laughs> okay, so as I
2: mentioned, I'm friends. Surprise us. I know. So I'm friends. Um, so I have a good network of estheticians. So jo- Joanna Vargas and I are really mm-hmm. good friends. And um, she has some really nice iMac masks. So they're like, um, I think it's called like brightening eye mask or something, but I love using those and they're just cooling. I'll put them in the refrigerator. I'm also really good friends with Shawnee Darden out in LA and she recently launched a skincare line and she has a really nice uh, low foaming cleanser. I think it's called like daily cleansing serum or something that I put in my shower and my rotation because she gave that to me. Um, so I love her. I love that as well. Um, I, for I love. Oh, do you have
0: a cheat sheet? I, well, I made little notes because you, you asked me. <laughs>
2: yeah. Being what prepared. else? Tell us. Um, I do love. Um, as I mentioned, I'm all about like a smooth texture, mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. so um, I love Benefits Professional.
1: Mm. You know oh yeah. That? Is so, it the the primer?
2: Yeah, it, like comes in that green yeah, tube, when yeah, yeah, yeah. you put it underneath, yeah. but like. It makes you look super smooth. Yeah. Like it fills your pores, but it doesn't clog my pores. Okay. Um, But I love using that. And that just gives like that extra. Is that what
0: you have on now? Yes. Oh. It looks great.
2: Yeah. Thanks. Um, Although it kind of, being on an airplane, when I produce oil, it kind of eats away all my makeup. So it's probably not looking as good as it normally does but anyway uh, but yeah and then um, what else um, hand cream I like the Lano Ro- Lano Rose hand cream mm-hmm, uh-huh. mm-hmm. what I like about that hand cream is I don't like a hand cream that then your hands are greasy and you can't touch anything totally. afterward mm-hmm. and so it took me a minute to get used to it because it's like it dries instantly and kind of feels matte, but it yeah, actually yeah, yeah. really repairs the skin. Like a lot of hand creams, they feel luxurious and greasy, but I don't feel like they actually like did anything. So that's a hand cream that I like. Um these are all
0: good ones.
2: Yeah. I also love Derma Doctor, the KP body scrub. Oh yeah. So but I just saw Audrey, the doctor, she was yeah. at the Cosmoprof trade show, and the formula is a little different the last time I bought one. So I asked her and she's like, Yeah, we had to reformulate it a little bit. So it's a little bit different, but I still like it. But I'm just like all about smooth skin on the body and so I just like using that on the back of my arms for That's a good tip. You know.
0: Yeah, she was on top of KP before everybody else knew what Gartos Polaris was. Yeah. Those are all good products. Thank you for sharing. And thank you for bringing the twisty toy. That Yeah, this yes. is really dope. Cool. Don't think you're going home with that
2: because that's saying yeah. like, no, that's me so one. I don't
0: go trying to milk the pores of others. Uh. But also if
2: you're in like boring <laughs> meetings and you're just like, it's just a way to keep you also just kind of busy and just like... You know, it's
1: kind of like it's like hard to put back together. And then when you get it, you feel really excited and proud of your. In the same way
2: <laughs> you do when you
0: squeeze <laughs> it Okay, I'm okay.
1: done. I'm done. I'm done. <laughs> Thank
0: you so much for Thank coming all the way so to New York much. to hang out with Thanks, us. Thanks,
1: guys. I really appreciate Thank it. Thank
0: you. It's time to raise a wand to Renee for flying her butt in from Texas yes. for us. Thank you, Renee. And then can I go first? Of course you can. Okay. Well, she'll, I'm, I'm talking about an exfoliator. Okay. And I like many exfoliators, but I have sensitive skin. So um, I just got introduced to this brand called Alchemy Forever of Switzerland.
1: Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay.
0: That's like the Frenchy Swiss way of saying it. It's a l c h i m i e. It's actually like a Swiss clinical brand started by a guy who was a laser specialist. This gentle refining scrub is so lovely. It's one of those gomaji products that you use on dry skin, and it both turn like it has the chemical exfoliants to like do your skin starts to peel off. But then oh, the like little that. the little beads, and it's just so nice and moisturizing, and like. I'm like, are you exfoliating or moisturizing?
1: I can't decide, alchemy of Switzerland. Okay, this is weird. What? I also have a refining facial scrub. Oh. Sometimes Jen and I have a mind meld and it's very strange. It actually it's unsettling.
0: It we do it. Yeah.
1: You know? Well, like it's weird. Like we we really don't talk about. the. we're race.
0: twin flames. <laughs> <laughs> we're binary stars. <laughs>
1: My, do you want to continue talking about your no, thing I or could you I think I made
0: everybody really happy about my description. What do you think?
1: Okay, no, it's nice. I like you could you had me at like skin flaking. I had off. you at gomage. Gomage. Oh, I love gomage. What's your exfoliator? So mine is if you if you follow me on Instagram, you might know that I'm nuts about Naturopathica. I love that brand. Love it. And they actually have um they you know, if you're ever in New York and you want to go to a great spa, that's the spa that I send almost everybody to. It's so good but their products are fantastic too. Their oat cleansing facial polish, a little pricey, $59. Wait, this is a gentle
0: sensitive It's polish. a gentle just
1: like the same idea. You could use it every day, like I use it as a cleanser sometimes, and the scent is so comforting especially for winter. It smells like oat milk if you know what that smells like or just like like someone's making oatmeal. And it's creamy, like you almost don't feel the bits that's in it. Feel this one that I just gave you. It's like. This a- is a little grainier. It's a little bit okay, grainier. Okay. So my, mine is more creamy. Yours is a little bit, I think, a little, pro- probably a little bit more aggressive. And then that's too strong of a word, but you got what I mean. Mm-hmm. And then the oat cleansing thing, you can use it as a cleanser or you can even use it as a mask, leave it on for like oh. five, ten minutes, and it kind of just calms your skin. And
0: your oatmeal face. Love it. You like it because
1: it. it reminds you of a cookie,
0: I think. Maybe. <laughs> We hope you enjoyed the show. It's your reviews and feedback that help us make the podcast even better. Head over to iTunes to rate and review us or email your thoughts to info at fatmascara.com.
1: We also want to answer your beauty questions and hear what products you love. To share a Razor One product review or to ask a beauty question, email us at info at fatmascara.
0: If you send it as a voice memo file, we can even share your voice on the podcast. You can also do that by leaving us a voice message. Our phone number in the United States is 646 481 8182. Thanks so much for listening.